0: Hello everybody and welcome to Girl Tell Me Why, where we try to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, My name is Hannah and I am sad today, so um, (laughs) I didn't want to record today, but I said I was going to do it and I got this idea in my mind yesterday, well I've had it for a while, but I was too afraid to act on it and the longer I put it off, the less likely that I'll ever do it. Um, and you won't, I, like I, I posted, <laughs> I posted it on my story yesterday in effort to give myself some accountability because I'm like, I can't post it and ask people to like get people involved and then not say anything for weeks. Um, so I'm committing. I am recording this podcast. The purpose of me making this is one, I want to, I've always wanted to do some kind of form of content but i've really struggled with not wanting to be the main character but also wanting to produce content like i really don't have any desire to put my personality up for consumption but i also love sharing ideas and talking to people um and also i feel like when you are online and have grown up online like the majority of my generation you see so many people getting, <laughs> like, getting read for the content that they produce. And it's very, it really um, adds to this layer of fear because you're just like, oh my gosh, like, we're always on display. But a main point that I've learned this year, that I'm learning this year, is that you be yourself at whatever cost. And that cost is, going to be worth just being a muted version of yourself in order to be comfortable so I don't know if I fully believe that but I do I'm trying to okay and I feel like the best way to grow into a new person is to envision who you want that new person to be and start acting like her and so I'm trying to be like, okay, what would healthy new Hannah do? Okay, what would she do? She would she would do X, Y, and Z. The current Hannah, she just wants to sleep. She doesn't want to do any of this shit, but we don't want to be like her. Okay, we want to be like the future Hannah. So um, I'm trying to do things that I wouldn't normally do that make me uncomfortable and kind of just go for them anyway. Um, I, I consider myself a very cautious person. But um, I kind of will think on something for a long time and maybe not discuss it with anybody and then pull the trigger. So it seems like I'm making very rash decisions to everybody else. But in my head, in my reasoning, it all makes sense. So I guess the, the point, the moral of the story is that that's what matters, is that it all makes sense to me. So I'm hoping that in this creation and working through this and figuring out what, what, what we're doing, um, that we'll be learning together in terms of creating content, in terms of developing as a person, and making our way through it. And I'm hoping that we will have fun together, and I want it to just kind of feel like, I don't know, a long FaceTime call with your friend that won't shut up. <laughs> so I'm hoping that um, we will enjoy this time together. So uh, I wanted to kind of, I'm going to just jump in because I was going to make this two separate podcasts, but I think I'll just discuss this experience throughout and it will just kind of bleed through the rest of the podcast. So I moved to Houston. I'm from Virginia. I moved to Houston last year in September and um, I moved to most pretty abruptly, but for me, it was not it was not an abrupt thing. Like I wanted to move after I graduated in 2017. Um, Wait, what? I wanted to move after I graduated in 2019. But, um, you know, I got a job and my mom was just like, please don't move. And so I didn't. And so I stayed. And honestly, I had a great time in Virginia. I'm really glad that I ended up staying in the area. But when it was just like, night 2019 happened and then COVID happened and it was just like damn like I'm sure everybody uh, so many people can relate like it just felt like a wave just came knocking me over and I was so I was just so sick of everything like I was sick of myself and I, I just I I couldn't do it I was so miserable and so sad and I was just like you know what like fuck this sorry mom and dad I, this is a disclaimer. If my mom and dad are listening to this, um, please don't text me about anything that I've said on the podcast. Thank you. Um, okay. So <laughs> I, uh, call, I was working at a job that I really didn't like. It was at this construction company. Um, or like a development company great position it was as a um, project management assistant so I was learning a lot but they were in that office it was a bunch of men and they were all in there yelling at each other and cussing and it was just bad vibes like all around bad vibes like they were yelling at each other they were so mean to each other and I was just like child I do not I, I, I was looking at my life and I was like this is not worth living this is not a life worth living and um shot another sidebar is my hope is that I'm going to be very honest about emotions and feelings and I want to be able to normalize talking about our feelings that may might not be so pretty and being able to bounce back from that and come back to something else so we can just talk about things and be honest about how we feel and um I really hope you can't hear my computer going off I'm so sorry but I want to be able to be honest and I I so often will censor my feelings because I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable. And um, this is my space. So I am won't be talking about whatever I want. Okay, great. So I'm working at this job that I hate and I'm at paying for an apartment that's super expensive. And I get these like flies in my apartment. Like, I don't know if y'all ever had like the um, little like not fruit fly, like kind of fruit flies or gnats. It felt like an omen. Like it felt like an omen. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can't I can't do this anymore. So um, I called my aunt and I was like, hey, like I I started to search for jobs in Houston, but it was very hard to apply for jobs and not live in the state so i called my aunt and i said hey you know can i come stay with you for a few months while i figure out while i get a job and get an apartment and get started and she said yeah of course and so probably within a month of that conversation i had packed up my entire apartment sold all my shit packed up everything into my nissan Altima, and drove um 1500 miles over three days down to houston And, uh, I got there in September and, uh, that same week there was a tropical storm or like mini hurricane. (laughs) So it was just, it was just the perfect, um, the perfect entrance. Um, but honestly, Chad, I slept through it. It turned, the, the, the lights went off and the power went out and everything, Chad, and I was knocked. Um, and so, yeah, I've been here for a year now. It's been, you know, I will probably do something separate about the specificities of Houston. And um, maybe at the end of this, I will ask when I ask for letters or comments, um, if you have any questions about Houston in specific, um, I can maybe talk about that. But basically I kind of, so I say that to say my reasoning for moving, there wasn't one, you know what I'm saying? Like the reason for moving was I needed to be somewhere else. And for me, I'm, I'm somebody who needs stimulation. Like I need, if things are not progressing for me, I need something to kind of like jolt jolt me um, into action. And so, uh, you know, coming down here has been a great decision. There's been hardships and it's really, I mean, I do have my aunt and uncle here, but ma- mainly I've been on my own. Um, and I've grown a lot as a woman and just kind of, becoming autonomous. Like I feel like people say like I've grown as a woman and it's like, what does that mean? But like what I realized is like, no, nope, my family did not support me moving to Houston. They did not. And I ended up having to say, look, this is my plan and I'm, I'm leaving. So you can either support me and help me move and we can celebrate together or I'm just gonna go. And that was it. And they, they were upset, but they got with the plan. And it's just like, this was my plan. This is what I want to do and I've decided. And I did it. And I came down here and I got a job and I got an apartment and I've made friends and I've partied and I've enjoyed it. But I realized that Houston is not um, a place that I would like to stay long-term. And I knew that when I moved down here, I knew that it probably wasn't gonna be my forever place. Um, But it's a great stop along the way. And so, um, you know, I feel like, I, for a long time, because I didn't really have a, I'm not gonna say a clear motive for moving, but I will say a well-defined motive for moving. Um, I was kind of trying to hold on to the ideas that other people put on my move. And, um, you know, it's interesting because now I'm moving again. And when I tell people about this move, they're just like, oh, why? (laughs) you know and it's like i thank god that i did this to a popular choice um early without people necessarily supporting me so i can realize that i'm gonna make the right decision for myself regardless um so i i just feel like i don't know we we sometimes get held captive by these assumptions of what other people have for us and we um just kind of alter our lives to fit that. And in more recent years, like as I get older, it actually hurts more when the person that you've, like the persona that you've created gets denied because you've worked so hard to create that. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, like this is the perfect person in my eyes, I've tried to create this person. And, um, and they still don't like me. And I guess it also ties back into like what I said before of creating that best person of yourself. It's hard for me to like, sometimes improvement is hard for me because I've been married to the image that I've created for myself. Like I've seen myself as this way for the last, I don't know, six years or whatever, And this is the person that I, you know, I'd be like, this is who I am, you know? And it's just like, you can sit back objectively, look at yourself and be like, but these, this is not working. This is not working. This is not making me happy. And in one way, you have to kind of swallow your pride, right? Like, it's like, I don't want to acknowledge that the way that I'm living is not working. Who wants to do that? Um, But I also have a desire to change. And I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, I feel like the person that I am and the person that I want to be are at odds. Like I don't want to do the things that I'm doing. Um and uh you know I think that's normal. I think that's normal. I'm I'm 26. I'm about to be 27. What a weird number to be. Like that's just so ugly. (laughs) I'm not gonna want to tell anybody I'm 27 because what even is that? But um I just, uh, you know, I feel like I'm starting to kind of acknowledge those hard things for a long time. I've been trying to, like, be on this mental health journey and, like, really figure myself out. But in a lot of ways, I've also been fighting that because it's just like, okay, well, I know this to be a fact, but it doesn't apply to me. And it's just like, girl, what? And sometimes you got to look at yourself like, girl, what? Um, so ah, it's hard, it's freaking hard. And this week in particular has been rough, um, just because I am, you know, on, you know, team, team antidepressants, you know, shout out to us and, I decided that I did not want to take this anxiety medication anymore long story I don't want to talk about it right now and I don't want people in the comments like you shouldn't stop taking your medicine because I don't want to talk about it um so I'm still taking one but I'm not taking the other one and so because I'm not taking the other one when you stop taking the medication even if you stop taking it for like if you miss it by like an hour you start feeling so sick and you have withdrawal symptoms. Like I literally, you literally feel like a, a, a like you withdrawing from drugs. You are withdrawing from drugs, which is just terrible. And, um, it's really sad because when I looked on, I was looking on Reddit to try to see like people's experiences with it. And some people were saying that they've been on this medication for like 10 years and they've tried to get off of it, but the withdrawal symptoms were so bad that they started taking it again. And I'm just like, damn, like we really get to be prisoners of our habits. And like, that's an extreme example, but like we just... It's so hard to push through the pain of changing, whether it be the pain of, like, mentally changing your habits or the pain of withdrawing from a medication. Because the thing is, like, the withdrawal happens regardless, right? It doesn't matter how happy you are or if you're, quote, unquote, fixed or whatever, like you get to a point, I don't, I'm pro, I'm pro antidepressants, right? But like you get to a point where you feel like you don't necessarily need this, this extra help. You know, it's like, I can handle this. And I noticed that I've come on and off of this medication multiple times. And I've noticed that I always go on the medication when I work in an office. Every time I will work in the office for maybe a month or two and then I start to literally go crazy. Like I just start to go insane and it makes me so depressed and I will start the medication and it numbs me to the point that I can sit there and handle it. And for the past few months, I have been fortunate enough to not necessarily have to work and I have been just sitting here like I've just been looking at the wall and it's just sad. (laughs) And so I was just like, you know what? Like I want to do things, which is great, which means that like that part of my brain is working like that part of my brain is like, Hey, like we want to go do stuff. We want to be active. We want to enjoy things. Um, and so I, I I don't want to say this, but I, I might have swung in the other direction. I'm grateful that I have been maybe tapering off or, or coming off the medication for like a week now, maybe a little over a week. And now I have energy, maybe a little too much energy. So um you know it's cool. We'll probably I'll talk to somebody about it. Like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna go too wild. But um yeah anyway. So I've been dealing with that while also um I decided that I'm moving to knoxville i'm gonna try to find that little sound but i'm moving to knoxville um i got <laughs> i don't like oh gosh th- that's the thing i'm trying to get used to like this long form content right because i'm like oh i'll just tell you later but it's like girl you have time now um so i basically i was at this job uh she didn't work out and so i left the job and I was trying to find another job. But the thing is, I left that job at the worst time, right before the holidays. So I was applying and applying and applying. And literally, nobody was calling me back. So um, I was just kind of like, well, what the hell am I going to do? Um, and so I was really worried. And I got a call from one of my mom's friends who was like, I, let's call her a godmother. Like, I, she's known me since um, my parents got me. And she... Lives in Knoxville, right, right outside of Knoxville and owns a lot of buildings and properties within downtown Knoxville and runs them out to businesses. And she discussed that she wanted to start her own business and asked me if I would like to help her and be kind of, I don't want to say the face, but kind of help run this idea. And so I, I put a lot of thought into it. I went to Knoxville uh, for Christmas and uh, spent time with her, went and checked out the store, went and checked out downtown. And I really, it was interesting. Like it's just, it's really interesting. And I'm not sure if I'm able to like put in words how I feel about the move yet. I'm excited. I haven't packed a thing and I'm supposed to be leaving in like a few weeks. And uh, well, I started packing today. I did, I'm like, I told myself, today start packing your closet and record this episode and what did I do I started packing my closet and I'm recording this episode so let's just give a moment of silence a moment of applause for me and I'm gonna drink my drink okay so <laughs> no but for real like I am I'm excited because I feel like I've enjoyed Houston, but one of the things that has been lacking has been my relationships. I would say I've been relationship poor. Um, I had an easier time making friends on the East Coast. Like I love my girlies in the DMV, love them down. I love the DMV, but it's too damn expensive right now. So I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Once I get a once I get a bag, I might be back, or I might you know I might just skip out and leave the country or something cool like that. But um, what I'm hoping for in this next phase of my life is to really focus on the value of relationships and focus on how much, how important that is to our healing. Um, I've been reading or listening to the audiobook What Happened to You by Oprah and um, this man, Dr. Perry. And it's all about developmental psychology and trauma's effect on our brain and a real big proponent, or a real, uh, is that the right word? A real big part of the book. <laughs> a really big part of the book is the idea that connection to others, um, short, meaningful interactions with our loved ones, and community is the key to healing ourselves. And, you know, I really think that that's something that I've lacked. I've been, I'm really a person who has always done it myself. And I've always been very headstrong and I will push forward and do things for myself. And um, in this book, ooh man, he talks about kind of how we treat, we, we show people how to treat us, right? So like if we internally believe that we're better off by ourselves and that people are not going to help us, then we give off a vibe that we don't want people to help us And a lot of times, like, when they do try to help us, we push them away. And I think it's just, like, easier to be married to that worldview. Like, that's how your world is shaped. Like, that nobody cares and that there's no reason for people to actually be close to me. And when you believe that, it's easier to hold on to that than accept the fact that somebody could actually genuinely want to connect with you. Um, So I'm excited to just kind of focus like it's like in this phase of life I've taken on the challenge of learning who I am as a person at my core and not like not who my parents want me to be not who my friends want me to be and not who society wants me to be but like who am I and what do I want with my life and then in this next phase it's going to be like how do I apply that person and those new ideals and values into the relationships that I form and my hope is that I will start to you know I don't need people to be like my bestie I don't need that but I like to have meaningful relationships I like to be involved with others um I am an introvert like I'm an INFJ and uh I I but I enjoy being around others like I do feed off of interacting with people and like I love energy but I do need a lot of time alone Um, but I found that if I spend too much time alone that I get, I become like a little hermit. Like I get so comfortable in being alone that it just doesn't feel worth it to expound the energy to interact with other people. Um, and then consequently it makes when I do interact with other people a lot harder because I'm not used to it. Um, so, so far, like we don't think of communication as a skill but it really is something that we have to continually work on and make sure that we are aware of and um I've been such a hermit for like the last few weeks that I just like didn't even want to expound any energy on anybody but now that I found this little bit of uh, mania you know I'm saying now I'm excited and I'm like let's talk (laughs) so um it'll be very interesting to hear what this podcast sounds like um when I'm not feeling as upbeat, um, I think I'm usually pretty good about... No, I'm not. I, I was going to say I'm good at masking that, but I'm really not. Like, when I'm not happy, it's pretty clear. But, um, you know, I think, I think we'll be fine. I don't really know how long it's been um, recording because it's counting in seconds. And I don't really know how long in seconds it is. So um, let me pause it and see if I need to keep recording or if I can stop. Okay, so it hasn't really been that long, so I'm gonna go over the pros and cons so far of living in Houston and why I am going to be moving. Um, so, I okay, should I start with the pros? Let's start with the pros, but then I'm gonna end on a negative note. Let's start with the cons, so I can end positive. So the cons, I the. The most prominent in my mind right now is that Houston does not have enough nature for me. I didn't realize that the lack of trees would be such a thing. And in the DMV area, we have highways that are just lined with forests that are like 100 years old, you know. And I, I, I it's so much concrete out here in Houston, child. It just makes me a bit sad. Um, and I haven't heard like a bird chirping or seen a squirrel running around in God knows how long. Um, so that was just, I don't know that, that bothers me. Um, second con, my second con is that Houston is very spread out, which I feel like a lot of people will say, but it just feels like, um, there's not really like a centralized area to party in and, when I want to go out, it take me like, it just takes so long to get somewhere. And I like the idea of like, having a bunch of bars and restaurants nearby to each other. So you can go to different ones, you know, so uh, that doesn't seem to really be the case out here. Um, Another con, like if this is like a 2B, a 2A to my cons list, in regard to going out, the venues out here um i don't know i (laughs) because the thing is i feel like a lot i don't want to be i don't want to sound elitist and i don't want to sound bougie and i don't want to sound rude so i will say that i have enjoyed houston and i respect houston right but um a lot of these venues i don't want to call them shacks but they're in um, um um open open buildings and uh, they're fine, but they just kind of, I don't know. In D.C., like, I feel like you get a nice venue. Like, your venue is going to look nice. And it's just like so many of them are nice. And it's just like, I don't know. The experience is just a little bit more, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you go to some of these brunch places. Like, listen, like, in D.C., we do brunch. We do brunch. And it's like you'll go to these places. One, they don't have bottomless mimosas. So I'm going to just put that as its own con. Number three, they don't have bottomless mimosas here. A crime. Um, so like they don't have the bottomless of the samosas and then they're also going to give you plastic silverware. So I'm just like, I don't know why the plastic silverware bothers me so much. Like I'm not going to, it's not because of the environment, but it's just like, it just bothers me. Like, why can't I get a real fork? But I guess, you know what? If they, if they don't feel confident enough that they can clean their utensils well enough, then you know what? Use your plastic silverware. I take back the plastic silverware comment. Um, okay. So that's three. So it's the, the environmental, you know, the trees. Number two is that it's too spread out. And number three is that, um, they don't have bottomless samosas. The brunch leaves a bit to be desired. Um, let's see. Four. I have had, you know, now I don't know if this is a Houston thing or a me thing, probably both, but I found in the last two jobs I've had. I, I don't feel like I've been treated very well by my employers and you know racism is everywhere and it's Texas, right? But it just, it felt different. You know what I'm saying? Nobody called me the N word or nothing. Like it wasn't anything like that, but it was just the way that I was treated, the way that I was looked at, the way that I was perceived just felt so much worse. Um, and something that I noticed a lot in is that people from Houston, a lot of them are entrepreneurs Um, you know, it's just like to add a contrast, like I feel like in Virginia, Northern Virginia, it's always like, you're always pushed to go to school and be an engineer or work for the government or be, you know, or be a nurse or have work for a company, work for an entity. But it seems like in Houston, um, I don't want to say maybe it wasn't considered, but it seems like it's just not, it's just more likely that people become entrepreneurs, Um, so I don't know. That's kind of interesting. And then you have your like subset of like quote unquote entrepreneurs where I'd be like, let me see your, uh, let me see your tax forms. (laughs) Let me, let me see, uh, your, your 1099s or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, so that's one. I don't, I've lost count of what my cons are at this point. Let's see what else. Hmm. guess that's it the men that i've dated in houston have been interesting and especially the ones that are born and raised in houston but i think that's a different story for a different day so anyway let's move on to the pros the pros Mm -hmm. the weather i absolutely love the weather here love it love it love it like the fact that it is about to be february happy black history month um the fact that it is about to be february and yeah, girl well today it's cold but like last week it was literally 70 degrees like it's just beautiful like the fact that maybe two nights ago i could sit out on my on my balcony and just like enjoy the weather i absolutely love that i love where it can be like 75 all the time yes it is hot in the summer but there are so many pools that to me it didn't matter now if you work outside that's my privilege speaking right if you work outside I wouldn't move to Houston for real because it's hot but like for somebody that works in the office or works from home the heat I didn't have a problem with it for real real. um let's see so there's that two there's always something to do in terms of partying like you could find a party you could find a a lit strip club on a Wednesday afternoon (laughs) like you can always find something to do and I didn't um, really think of that as as much of a pro until i started considering Knoxville where i was just like oh no so y'all don't got like clubs like that that are just open <laughs> and i was like oh yeah i guess people don't just have like nightlife everywhere um, so yeah um, so that's nice i enjoy that like there's a lot to do in terms of going out like you can always find a party you can always find something to do um, now I feel like a common theme I've heard though is that it is hard to make friends out here. And maybe that is due to the partying and like people coming maybe on a transient on vacations and just kind of having an idea of partying um out here. Um, it can give it can give real housewives of Houston sometimes. It can give like people trying to be somebody. Um and, but that's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's trying to be a star now. So, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, wait, that, that pro just turned into a con. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, hmm. I-, I love my apartment. I love my apartment. I've enjoyed my apartment the entire time I've been here. It is in a great location. I live in Uptown, which, ew, first of all, like, anytime I tell a guy out here, from Houston, that I live in Uptown, they're like, ooh, Uptown, and I'm just like, ew, like, have some, have some class, have some class, um, but anyway, I live in Uptown, I would say, if you are considering moving to Houston, I would say rent is going to be cheaper than what you're used to, but it's going to be more than what you expect, so, it's not cheap, but I have a very nice, I, I, I'm not going to say a very nice apartment. I would say it's not a luxury apartment, but it's not like a low end apartment. Um, and it's pretty big. And it's, I paid maybe like 1500 in rent. They just raised it. So it's like 1500. So um, in regard, like I could not find this in Virginia for that price. So um, comparatively it is cheaper. Um, and I think that you have good options for housing. However, I will say that when I started looking for apartments out here, um, this is the first time that I heard about people um literally taking the uh, wheels off your car, and they had a picture of literally somebody went through this apartment complex and it was like fifteen cars on bricks. I was like, people do that? Like it was people saying at some of these apartment complexes they got that window busted in, like it. So I. I I guess maybe because I lived in Virginia and not D.C. I wasn't really accustomed to cr- the crime like that. Um, but I don't know. Honestly, I haven't had too many issues with um, crime or feeling unsafe. Um, you know, it is a big city, but like I've been out. I've been home. I've been out late and it hasn't necessarily felt unsafe. Um, so that is a good thing. Ah. Uh... Ooh, I don't feel like I have enough pros, but I mean, it, Houston's cool. Like at the end of the day, it is a great place to visit. I would definitely come on vacation or like come to party or whatever. But like even I don't even want to say a vacation because it's just like it's not that pretty, you know, it's not like a relaxing. It's not like going to California or Florida or something. You can sit on the beach or um, New York where you really can go sightseeing or even D.C., you know, where you go to the, um, you know, Capitol and all that kind of shit. It's it's really not like that. So it's a great place to go to party and um, enjoy yourself. And maybe if you have kids, it's a nice place to get a house. But Like, it's like I say, it's a nice place to get a house, but like, ew, you're gonna be in the Texas school system, so it's just like, would you like? Do you want your kids to be raised in a Texas school system under Texas laws? I don't know, I don't know, but um, you know, that's the trade-off, right? Like, you might get a very nice house for three hundred, four hundred thousand, which shouldn't sound like a cheap amount, but it is. Um, But you're gonna be in you you know you're gonna have to pay for that in some way so um man I should have more pros I'm sure that there are some but um i would say like in all it has not been a negative experience at all living here in Houston I have left la- I'm leaving with much more than I'm coming that i came with and I'm leaving in, in, in terms of everything right in terms of personal development in terms of finances in terms of just everything I feel like I have gained from being out here um but it's just I'm I'm moving on like I'm a mover you know what I'm saying I'm a, mover. I'm a shaker <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited to be leaving I will of course be coming back to visit but like TBH I I don't really have much to visit for so um I don't know but I am grateful to Houston I thank it for its time and um yeah, so, anyway, this has been the first episode of Girl, Tell Me Why. You know what? I should probably add, um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do, right? At the end of each episode, I'm going to have a segment where I say, Girl, Tell Me Why, and then I'm going to just complain about something for the week. Let me see. What should I complain about? Oh, you know what? Here, this is my Girl, Tell Me Why. Girl, Tell Me Why, uh, I drove, when I drove up to Tennessee... I um, drove through 12, drove 12 hours, drove through five states, right? I made it there and all the way back. When I get to Houston, I literally cross the border into Houston. A rock hits my windshield and cracks it. What the hell? What in the hell? And it's just like, I did all that driving. I, I made it all the way there and back. And it's not until I get 30 minutes away from my destination, That a rock hits my windshield. And then I had to pay $600 today to get that shit replaced. What the heck? What the heck? And I'm thinking, I have insurance. I have car insurance. So this is great. (laughs) Why is my deductible $1,000? Who let me be an adult and make decisions and sign contracts? Why would I do that to myself? And I thought that they would replace it for free or they would fix it for free. But because the the, um, crack was long as hell, long as a forearm... It was, uh, I had to get the whole thing replaced. So anyway, that's my girl tell me why for the week. (laughs) And um, I wanted to thank you for sticking around this long, for listening to me talk about everything. I hope that you were able to follow along. And I'm excited for us to continue to talk and kiki and do all that beautiful stuff. I would love, love to add a portion for listener letters, which we will add to the end of the Girl Tell Me Why segment, where you can also send me a Girl Tell Me Why and um, either ask for advice or ask how I would handle a situation or talk about a situation, whatever, whatever. Um, you can email those um, letters or any questions to pod at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to me ramble. I so appreciate you and your listening ears. <laughs> And we're going to figure this out as we go along. So have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.